You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. He is out. The buck goes win. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks on this glorious Wednesday morning. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo, back because I have internet. With me is Jim Rosati. Jim, good morning, part two. Good morning. I feel like we did like seven seconds of this yesterday until uh, until uh, it hit. Yeah, I, I mean, we did about we did about twenty seven seconds. Only seven was captured. Ah, so, okay, okay. To keep to keep it fair, you know, before yeah. you like dropped off and Zoom ended and this stopped streaming because Comcast is terrible. So sick of so so sick of Comcast and their internet, but I digress. We're here. I'm calm now. I think we have, I'm calm. If you're calm, we have Pirates baseball to put everything back in perspective <laughs> for us. So, right. you know, they've dropped what now? Six in a row? Is it seven in a row now, or just six? Uh, they are losers of, I believe. Six in a row. Okay. Perfect. So, and I think as you pointed out, like this terrible stretch of baseball they've had, they've had like no separation from the Orioles as far as like being terrible because all the other teams are just terrible as well. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. I mean, so Pirates, losers of six in a row, two of eight. Baltimore, you know, losers of six in a row. Texas finally won a game last night. So they did, they gained a game on Texas. They are now one game behind Texas wow. or ahead of Texas, I guess, however you want to, um, you know, look at it. But uh, for that third overall pick. So with the way this team's playing, I would be surprised if they can't sneak into the number two spot. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But the way the other we teams little, are playing also. Need a little bit of cooperation with Baltimore and Texas. Speaking about the the way the team's playing, so we'll get into uh, let's get a little bit into the Red Series. That wasn't too fun, unless you're a Reds fan. Uh, lots of runs scored, not for the Pirates. The uh, the run differential was, I mean, I think it was it triple digits, Jim. Did, did it hit triple digits? No, it's insane. I don't know what it is about the Reds, but um, that team is just built to just beat the brains off the pirates this year. Um, We're built different. I mean, I, I sent something out the other day, but like the reds are a bad team when they play anybody, but the pirates, like the reds are, you could say the reds are in a playoff hunt right now. Right. I think sure. they're, they're four games out of a wild card. Where are they now? They are four and a half games out of a wild card spot. So like you could, you could make an argument that they're, you know, they're in the hunt. Right. And uh, they have, after yesterday, a minus 51 run differential against teams that aren't the Pirates. So they're really only good against the Pirates. They're very extremely mediocre to below average against every other team in the majors. And uh, I don't get it. I mean, they they just, they bash their, they they just crush us. It just, it's what, I mean, think about, the Pirates and Milwaukee, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. It just, you weren't, it's, it's, you were coming out of Milwaukee with a W. And that's yeah, the Pirates just against Cincinnati right now. That's exactly what it is. I mean, there's just something about that team. We can't beat them. It's a little frustrating. I mean, it is. It, it is. I just hope, obviously, things change because right now it doesn't really matter, which is the I yeah. guess good part about it, right? If you're going to look at the positive side, wins and losses don't matter. If you lose, 
38 to nothing, or if you lose one to two, still a loss. You're still moving forward. You're getting that number three draft pick, and you're going to continue this rebuild into hopefully success in a few years. But right, man, like it's it's kind of crazy because uh, the team can hit though. The team can hit, but you are correct. This team isn't. I'm not going to go as far as you saying like they're a bad team, but they're not a good team, and they haven't been a good team. And this entire rebuild and roster construction they've had and such has just kind of boggled my mind for some years. You know, they're not this really good team though. But you are correct. Until the Pirates come to town, or until they come into PNC Park. And then they're just like the emo- most elite team you ever find. I mean, Jonathan India, Winker, Castellanos, Votto. I mean, this isn't, like I said, this is not a bad lineup by any means. But they don't have any pitching. You know, the yeah, closer is sporting like a seven ERA on the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. They do have a really good lineup. Votto's having a resurgence this year. Um, but yeah, the pitching is is... The starting pitching staff is, you know, okay, but their bullpen is just a tr- is just a complete train wreck. Mm. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it affects them against other teams, but not not the Pirates apparently. <laughs> and it's funny because the Pirates will go in and you know, like just completely take the Mets season off the rails, you know, and just make them a terrible team now. And then they face the the Reds and they just shrivel up and and die but oh uh, i mean it is what it is so we mentioned about you know obviously a team being bad the pirates are a bad team but on the bad team is also a bad player his name is kevin newman and jim jim (laughs) i i think finally it's being done i mean so the trade is made hoy park comes over to the pirates and i think everyone's pretty much at this point saying like Kevin Newman should not be getting starts. The first game he's a pirate, he doesn't even play Hoy Park. Then he starts. I think he starts again. Then he sits again. So, you know, two out of four is not even here. It's like, what's going on with Hoy Park? Like, what is Shelton doing? You gotta play this guy. Newman still starts. Newman still starts. Finally, two games in a row, Newman sat park played. What yeah, Newman was back I in the lineup yesterday. He was. But uh but you are starting to see him losing some playing time. Cause I mean, I feel like before, you know, you could pencil Newman in for pretty much every game. I mean, he wasn't sitting at all. Right. Um, and now, you know, you are starting to see some, some, some benchings there. So uh, yeah, I think all of us have probably seen enough of Kevin Newman. Um the interesting thing too, uh, Brian, you know, at Raise the Jolly Roger yesterday pointed out, you know, before it was kind of this Kevin Newman was always a little bit behind Jackie Bradley Jr. to try to, you know, get out of that basement for a worst hitter in baseball. Mm-hmm. And now that uh now that Lorenzo Kane is back, JBJ is not getting a lot of playing time. So Newman is like all by himself. Absolutely. Um, hold on. Blessed. So if you're watching this stream or they're here in the podcast, apparently we had some difficult technical difficulties there. Jim, you kind of cut out. Your stream just stopped. Mm-hmm. So if you want to repeat what you just said there, like the past seven seconds. Um yeah, so I mean at this point, uh Kevin Newman is far and away the worst hitter in baseball. Um, because Jackie Bradley Jr. no longer qualifies for the hitting title. So so Newman's <laughs> not title. not close to anybody. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's not it's not looking good. So hopefully he loses enough playing time that he can actually drop off that list. It's been bad, man. It, it has absolutely been bad. Like this is to me, you know, I was completely fine looking at last year as just like this anomaly, kind of like with I mean Brian Reynolds, right? Same thing. Mm-hmm. He comes into this season. We have the Ford on. We're talking about his 750 spring training. We're talking about how he's revamped his swing, and here's here's why it's working, right? Here is why you're seeing the success, even though it's just 
spring training, right? This whole revamp swing. I think you even noticed something to begin with, right, with Newman. I think you started it all off. It's all your fault, Jim. So you all saw this in spring. We're talking about with Fort, and then the season starts, and it's it's worse than last year. You know, and mm-hmm. of course, I probably should have brought this up, but it just hit my mind now. I put all this stuff on Twitter. I forget what it is, but like when you go back to last year and you look at all shortstops, you know, with at least 150 plate appearances, Kevin Newman ranks dead last in ways run created plus. Dead last. I think it's out of, I think it's 38 out of 38. When you look at war, he's 37 out of 38 ahead of only Eric Gonzalez, who was just DFA. If that puts anything on perspective. Kevin Newman is flat out terrible. And this, like, and those numbers, that war, right? That comes with this amazingly good defensive season right now. Like, if you are going to give him any credit, his defense has vastly improved and not just to where it's adequate. Like, it's really good. It's, mm-hmm. it's top tier stuff. So, even with his glove coming in and playing such a valuable part into his, war and overall production he's the second worst shortstop in baseball only to eric gonzalez this is bad this is bad like he cannot there's no way in my mind he's part of this future there's there uh, with all the middle infield talent that has been acquired by ben charrington you know we've mentioned how cole tucker's on notice but to me like Kevin Newman's on notice, too. Is Kevin Newman a pirate next year? Well, Hoy Park might let us know right now also. Home run last night. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, definitely like what I see out of Hoy Park so far. The question now is, you know, can he... Can he be an everyday shortstop? Right. So that's that's what these next two months are for is let's see, let's see if he can be. Um, you know, I, I agree, maybe, maybe move him around a little bit. Um, I don't think you maybe take every, actually no. Kevin Newman at this point, he shouldn't be getting any playing time. Like I would if if it were me, Hoy Park would be your starting shortstop every single game. Um and there's just there's no reason to play Newman anymore. Like you mentioned, he he's the worst shortstop in baseball. He's probably actually not even probably he is the worst everyday player player in Major League Baseball. <laughs> like that's and that's not like just like that's not me being facetious or funny or anything. Like the numbers back that trying up. to be mean. Like guys. he is. He's bad. Yeah. Now that Chris Davis isn't playing anymore i think you probably are correct yeah i mean the only person that that was like close to him i mean i guess you could argue yeah. there's some people out there like you know how bad it is you're looking at qualified qualified as you mentioned qualified players yeah kevin newman has a 48 way to run 46 way to run created plus the next worst the next worst is Elvis Andrus with a 65. That's the gap. Right. Yeah, and that's what I was saying before. Like, there's, there's no longer someone who he's close to. There is there is a huge gap now between Reynold, uh, between Newman and the second worst hitter in baseball. You're talking worst five. Eugenio Suarez, 68. Nick Ahmed, 67. Garrett Hampson, 65. Elvis Andrus, 65. Then Kevin Newman all the way down to a 46. We like the people of Pittsburgh, the fans, the media, whomever we want to talk about, you know, for as many people calling for the heads of Gregory Polanco and, and, you know, Kai Tom and Alfred and all this, like, like all these people that eventually have come and gone or still here or whatever. And you, you know, they want to talk about earning, like, what does he earn? What does he earn? What does he earn? What the hell is Kevin Newman earning? Like, that's my problem right now. You know, I absolutely understand and get the first part of the season where, like, where was the real depth and such? Sure. Who else are you going to put there? That's part of the Polanco's issue. Like, who are you going to put there instead of him? You know, now you might have some guys. But at this point in time, like, what has Kevin earned to get any playing time? Nothing. 
nothing. So exactly what you're saying. He does not deserve any starts going forward because he hasn't earned them. He is simply, you need a day off and I'm in the lineup. That's it. Point blank. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I, I can't, I can't think of any reason why Newman should be getting everyday playing time. There isn't. But for someone who now is getting everyday playing time, Jim, Anthony Alford, <laughs> Anthony Alford comes to the back to the club. Uh, let's talk about this. Let's definitely talk about this. Jim, tell us your do thoughts really, on Anthony Alford. Do we really have to talk about this? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, so, I mean, at this point, I I, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of what I'm doing on Twitter is just trolling. But, you know, I, I, I understand giving Alford at least a little bit of a shot here based off of what he did in AAA. Am I a believer in Anthony Alford? Absolutely not. But, you know, I'm I'm cool with, I guess, him getting, you know, two weeks worth of starts here to see if he can prove people wrong. Um, I mean, he tore the cover off the ball in AAA. He still struck out a lot. And so, that, I mean, that's what I was kind of looking at is, you know, no matter what you're doing there, that the 434 BABIP or whatever, the, the 454 BABIP in AAA and the 35% K rate, probably not going to translate very well to the major leagues. And I think we're, I think we're seeing that. I mean, he's only, it's only been three games, but he is striking out a lot. Um, he's, he's gotten lucky with the high Babbitt right now, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm completely fine with giving him like two weeks. Right. Um, but, but I think if, you know, in two weeks, he shows that he's really the same guy as he was earlier in the year. Um, then you, you kind of start that, that next revolving door um, with Ben Gamble on the IL, like there's really no other options there. I guess you could, you could make an argument and say, you know, maybe Michael Chavis, you know, could, could play some outfield, some corner outfield. Kai Tom. I mean, on the rehab stuff. Kai Tom coming in once he comes off the IL, but then again, like who, what are we doing here? Like Chavis maybe could, could, could be something, but, Based off of his last few years, probably not, but he does seem to be hitting the ball well since since arriving in Indianapolis. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I I said I'm I'm completely fine with Alford getting like two weeks worth of starts here just to just to see if there's anything different. Um, but but yeah, so far the the, the strikeouts are still concerning. Um, he has like I said he has he has four hits he he. Hit three hits in his first game, hit in his second game. What is it? The, the strikeouts are, are going to be his main problem. He's, he's struck out 55% of the time so far this year, and that number has only gone up, really, since his since his promotion. So right, I don't really see much there. Okay. Well, I'm good you came to your senses to actually talk rationally about this because you've taken a lot of heat on Twitter, and I love it. But, I mean, to be honest, with most of the stuff that you said, I agree with. Just not to the level of, like, just absolute hatred as you put out there. I mean, my entire thing on this, too, is I do not believe in Anthony Alford. I am not a believer. I had some hope at the beginning of the year. That's why I gave you, like, the over and under of a .8 war. Clearly, you're going to win taking the under still with this call-up. But, yeah, seeing what he did in, of course, the majors, absolutely trash. Goes down to the minors, and you're right. I mean, like when you look at the numbers and see, like he's been hitting, and he's got this power and and such. It's like, wow, like okay, cool. But you're right; he strikes out a ton. The baby is extremely high, and you know, I get some people just have naturally a higher baby up and such. But like, you're not going to sustain 450. Absolutely not. You're just not going to do it. Uh, and, and with him, he comes back. To me, the whole thing was. <sighs> If I mean he got down to you know sent down the AAA right obviously to, to to work on things get better, I still strike it out till everything we said still happens right. But however he's putting up the numbers right like he's deserving he's doing what he needed to do to deserve a second chance. Okay, 
with with the Pirates outfield looks like right now, like like Philip Evans is Philip Evans doing what he deserves to stay on the Pirates team? No, right? Did Eric Gonzalez deserve it? No. Is Kevin Newman deserving it? No. You know, there's plenty of people that are not deserving their roster spot on the Pirates currently. So purge them. They did. Philip Evans is gone. He didn't deserve that roster spot. I'm not going to say that Anthony Alford is going to deserve his roster spot on the Pirates team, but he's doing what he needs to do in AAA to earn the right to try. And that's what I'm okay with. I'm okay with the fact that the Pirates said, kudos to you. You know, you're deserving of a call-up. You're deserving of this chance. Here you go. The reason I like it, the reason I actually do like this is for the, everything you just talked about, Jim. He is hot. He's putting absolutely monster numbers at AAA. If you can't put up numbers now in the majors, you ain't going to do it. You know what I mean? If at your best, mm-hmm. we call you up and you're still bad, book closed, Anthony Alford, you're done. And you are correct. Like, even though he's come up and he's batting a 364 batting average, and even though he has two extra base hits out of four hits, like 800 BABIP, he's striking out 54.5%. I I know it's still a small sample, but it's literally the same struggles as we saw. Don't think it's going to translate. But you're right. We'll give him the time. At the end of August, early September, we find out that's still Anthony Alford. You move on. Gamble seems like it's going to be a short stint. He's probably coming back soon. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree with everything there. Um, not much else to say there about Alford. <laughs> uh, I, 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 hope he, I hope he's more than what I think he is, but I just don't think he is. Like, he's – I just don't think he's good. Yeah. So I'll just again we'll close this. I have your back, Jim. He's not good, but um, on Twitter I'll let all I'll let everyone fire at you. Yeah, I let people come at me. I'm fine with it. All right, so we'll move on from that. The Red Series was trash. <laughs> the Cardinals game last night was trash. I don't know. I mean, one hit, Parks solo shot, I and mean, that was good. That was impressive, but. Stephen Brawl, let's talk about him. He has returned. He's given us Brawl stuff, you know. It's not it's not terrible. It's not great, but uh, he's definitely something this team can can use and rely on. He's he's a serviceable starter. So last night gave up some some runs, some home runs, but overall pretty effective. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that start from Brought last night any day. Mm-hmm. Five innings, two runs, and and he's he's probably a guy where you know once you get stretched out a little bit more, he he could have maybe gone another inning. Uh, I I didn't check his pitch count out last night, but um, I think it was seventy something, fifty five strikes, okay. like seventy six pitches, something like that. Okay, so so like and so they they were being a little cautious with him pulling him early since he just came back. So, so, I mean, but he's somebody who I think could really, he, he's going to be able to provide at least some quality innings down the stretch here that we desperately need because this bullpen is just incredibly overworked, right? Even yesterday, Dwayne Underwood Jr. pitches two innings. I feel like Dwayne Underwood Jr. pitches two innings every game. I don't even know where, I mean, Underwood's probably got the third most innings pitched on this team, if I had to guess right at this point in time. Um I mean, the, the dude's thrown 61 innings already this year. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think, Dwayne, I think I'm good Jr. has the most, most innings pitched in major league as far as reliever goes. Okay. 61.1 so used yep. reliever in baseball. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Cause I feel like every time he's out there, he goes two innings <laughs> and pitches every other day. Right. Um, he's pitched 36 games so, so far. Yeah, so I think Brawl's going to be super useful to this team because as I said, he at least has some major league experience. He's experienced some major league success. Success is he going to be like an ace? Like, are you are you are you is Stephen Brawl going to be this like great pitcher? No, but we all know who Stephen Brawl is. He's he's probably on a good team, like a number four or five starter, but like a reliable number four or five starter, uh, which means on this Pirates team, he's probably our first or second best starting pitcher. Um, 
But I, I, I just like he's somebody you can count on to kind of go out there and at least give you quality innings time in and time out. I feel like he kind of replaces Tyler Anderson in that mold. You know, he's he's basically Tyler Anderson, just replacing that what you know what Anderson was to this team before the trade. But it's good to see him back. Um, the stuff still seems a little bit off. Hopefully, that's just from the layoff. Mm-hmm. But the um, I mean, last night six, six strikeouts, no walks. I mean, I, I'll I'll take that all day. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we differ just a hair. I, I mean, trust me, it's not as it's much of a difference. I, I don't know if I even really truly put him in like the Tyler Anderson stratosphere, but he's reliable, like you said, like like that. Mm-hmm. He he he's that. I, I don't. <clears throat> the difference between he and Chad Cool is Chad Cool has the stuff, but you can't rely on him. Or Stephen Brawl doesn't have the stuff, but he's going to go out there and give it to you, and you can trust him that once, of course, is you know the arms there, right? The health's back, and he's he's uh, stretched out. He'll give you five innings at least every time. Or Cool could be out in the second inning <laughs> with a with right. a ninety pitch count, you know. So yeah, and last night, yeah, seventy eight pitches it was with fifty five strikeouts. Oh man, I was almost on top of it. But um, yeah, like it's it's I'm not excited that Brault's back. So I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are excited <laughs> about Brault because in their mind Brault is exciting, and to me he's not too exciting. I'm I'm glad he's back because this team needs stability, and that's what he provides. And hopefully a home run from him because I think that's an over and under as well, or some slugging or something in one of our things. Uh, but that'd just be fun because this is like. Of course, Brawl's probably last chance of hitting in his MLB career. So I think that's what I'm more looking forward to is like the bat. I want to see something happen from it um, for his sake. But yeah, like I'm I'm excited that he's back for the stability. I'm not a huge believer in Steve Brault's ability. And I might even question on a good team who's a four or five. But definitely on this team, he's he's right now probably the, the second best starter. Um, at least, if not the first. But yeah, so a solid outing from him. It's exactly what you know the Pirates are going to need and look forward to the rest of the season. Um, the bats just are terrible. The streak they just look awful, and and like the Cardinals aren't even that good. Like that thing, like watching that game too. That's the other thing. Like the Cardinals just, man. Cardinals just. Like we talk about you know you're saying the Reds are a bad team. Like the Cardinals are a bad team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the Cardinals, and I, I, I don't, I don't really get it. I guess it's just some of them are getting old. But I mean, if you look at the numbers, like Goldschmidt and Arenado definitely aren't who they used to be, but they're still solid major league players. Yadier Molina is still is still okay, um, you know, for a catcher, right? Uh, no, Harrison Bader is having a good year. Dylan Carlson's, you know, playing decent, you know, for, for a rookie, you know, I think he's somebody who could potentially end up being a pretty good player for them, but yeah. I mean, I think the Cardinals main problem is pitching um, and, and just, you know, staying healthy in general, but they're just, they're just too old. They're kind of the way, the way I thought of the Cubs at the beginning of the year, that Cubs pitching staff, I was just like, this, this, the staff is so old um, and we, you know, just hasn't held up. I mean, Cardinals are a 500 team, which probably seems about right. Yeah, I was just pretty division. disappointed. Like, I mean, how many times is Jay Happ gonna almost no hit us this year? <laughs> like, and he's been awful. That's the funny part about it. Like, he's been, he's been absolutely so bad. bad this year. But when he's on the Pirates or facing the Pirates, he's elite. It's ridiculous. And I mean, that park home run, you know, was, was really cool to see his first home run as a major leaguer. Uh, he, he still just, he just keeps hitting the ball. So I, I, again, just keep throwing him out there. The umpire last night too. Like, I guess I can understand why he threw a one hitter. Cause that umpire had just the widest strike zone, especially early on there that I could remember. And, and I think it's just, I don't know if that maybe threw off some hitters or what, but that strike zone was was ridiculous just from the get go. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not one to think... really like to complain <laughs> about umpiring and such. Yeah, but same it, here. It was. Same here. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, the first two bats of the game, Park and Hayes. You know, they both 
both struck out on pitches well out of the zone. And I, I don't know if that just kind of set the tone or what, but it, Charlie Hayes did not appreciate that either. <laughs> no, Charlie Hayes on Twitter is like the most positive person in the world. Right. Was, was not happy. He was not happy with that. Strike. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot to say there. It was a pretty boring game. Um, just, it just, I mean, one hit, what, what, what can you do? Yep, and I think just uh, to wrap this up a little bit because I want too much to talk about with that game. I feel at least, but again, back to Hoy Park. I mean, it's small sample. I get it. You know, things can change. Things can adjust. Nagowski was a cult hero, and now Nagowski is probably a DFA candidate as well. Things can happen quickly in Major League Baseball. Uh, but what Hoy Park has done so far, so far in his thirty-two uh, plate appearances, is shown that he deserves playing time. Absolutely. I mean, the guy's batting 310 on base 355, slugging 552 now, striking out just 22% of the time. Like, this was an intriguing trade, right? He's he's kind of just blew up on the scene this year as a 25-year-old guy in AAA who's just dominating those numbers. And so far, so good. Is this going to be his career? Is this what he's going to be the rest of his life? I don't know. But he's deserving of all the playtime. And with that even being said, like unlike Anthony Alford, who the eye test right still tells you that maybe it's not there, even though his numbers are there. Like Hoy Park looks, he looks legit. Like he looks like he belongs. And I like this guy. Like I like this kid. And the bat too. Like just the swing. I know they compared it to Otani a bit, but when you look, it's it does have that comparison. Um, not here to say like he is Otani by any means, but he's got a fun swing, and uh, I like this kid. Well, and, and the versatility is huge too. I mean, the fact that he can you can put him pretty much anywhere on the field is is pretty nice. And 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 so like we meant we we kind of did the Alford compare. You you did the Alford comparison, right? I mean, because both players were were tearing the cover off the ball, putting up good numbers in AAA. Alford with a 167 weighted runs created plus mm-hmm. in AAA. Uh, Park with a 179. You know the difference that you see though between how they got to those numbers is is kind of just what makes me a little what what makes me more interested with Park than Alford, right? I mean, instead of striking out 35 percent of the time, Park was striking out 20 percent of the time, um, and you know a 20 percent walk rate by Park right. in AAA. You know, so it's just the they they put up similar numbers um like their their counting stats but just the way that park got to those numbers just makes me just interested in him to kind of want to see him you know yankees fans obviously liked him too it's it's kind of weird to me that you know the the yankees this whole time have needed a left-handed bat in their lineup so they go out there and they trade for rizzo and they trade for gallo but they never gave this guy a shot like he never got a shot and what I don't, I don't understand how he never got a shot. I know, right? Like his only reason he was there is because of all the COVID issues, and they like they were forced, yeah, to play their hand to call him up. But it's not as if they they actually did it, like you said, to give him a shot. Like this is what we need. Mm-hmm. You're that guy, but we're not even going to attempt to do it. Instead, right? We need you to be good. We're going to use you to get Clay Holmes instead. Like that was it, right? In a package of yeah. Diego Castillo, who also home run last night. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about Castillo later. It's kind of mind blogging. Like, I can't believe that this is someone we got for Clay Holmes. Facts. So, again, small sample size. I totally get it. <laughs> Things could come off the rails shortly, but so far, everything that you've yep. seen, this is good stuff. I mean, he's already more productive this year than Kevin Newman. Yeah. And, and like from everything you see, I mean, he, there's no reason I don't think why he can't at least be at like the worst, like a utility player, <laughs> you know, I mean, right. The fact that he's so versatile and and he seems like a competent hitter, at least at the, at the minimum, like this guy's a major leaguer. Just just based off of what I'm what I'm seeing. Yeah, I can't dispute that. Again, so far, I'm still going to be cautious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. 
but so far, and like you said, like I mean, obviously it wasn't just like he just got called up and all of a sudden, like it's like with Nagowski, a good example. It's not as if like his AAA numbers you look at and it's like, well, why didn't give him a shot? You know, he just kind of came mm-hmm. over here and it just kind of happened out of nowhere. And I think that's what led to the, like him being such a called hero is because like he wasn't good and all of a sudden he couldn't be stopped. Right. But with Park. Like he has some of this behind him. Like even even when you don't look at his last AAA year, like even look at his entire career when he was nothing as far as prospect goes. You know, and the guy didn't strike out at all. He walked a ton. You know, like there was stuff that was there that was appealing, and then this year just kind of broke out. So mm-hmm. I I I'm kind of with you too. Like seeing what he's done looks like it could translate to the major leagues. Where like you and I say, like with Alfred, it doesn't look like what he's done would transfer. Give him the shot. When he fails, he fails. But with Park, I, I'm a believer. It's why I like the trade when it happened because I look and I'm like, this might be able to translate. So far, it has. So far, so good. Uh, I'm sure at the end of the year. Like The thing to me, too, is like even at the end of the year, if he has these numbers, I'll say great, but I'm still going to err on the side of caution because of, again, like think about with Cabron Hayes, like the same kind of situation, right? Did the right. league truly adjust yet? close maybe not you know um give another shot next year but that's why this year is so important if he just came out here and flat out struggled for the entire season and just looked mismatched then i think that decision to like not protect him next year is a lot easier but so far if he's going to continue doing this like you know what you have at least you're protecting him and you're building this roster with him in mind like you said if, if anything a utility guy and we know how valuable those are so Yes, so far so good. I I love everything I'm seeing out of the park. I mean, he's played he's played five different positions already in nine games. He, yeah, um, that that that's valuable right there. Yep, for sure. Cool. Um, so anyone else on the major league roster you want to talk about before we get into the future? No, <laughs> no. All right, <laughs> good. All right, so let's let's get down our farm segment. All right, Jim. So down on our farm, let's talk. We haven't talked about the prospects in some time. I feel like, and um thing about now is there's like so many more of them to talk about too so this isn't just mm-hmm. which i mean there was a lot to begin with like at the beginning of the season that's what we talked about like the depth in the system has just increased now for this deadline like i feel like it's doubled so we, we I mean we have our thoughts on some of the depth pieces but it's doubled <laughs> that's fair to say uh so let's start let's go ahead this is this is your uh forte so where do you want to go with this yeah, I mean, I figured we kind of just do an update on everybody. Uh, I'm using, you know, I'm looking at Fangraph's top prospect list right now. So we'll kind of just go in order and kind of just go down the list and, and kind of just give updates on how everybody's doing, uh, what's going on, what are they looking like. Uh, there's there's still a, quite a few players who have been out, especially, you know, towards the top of these rankings. So there's not much to update there. But um, we did see Henry Davis last week make his – Pro debut um, playing for the 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 complex the Florida Complex League Pirates. Um, he, he played two games there and he hit the ball. I mean, it, it's what you would expect him to do, I guess, against a rookie level team. Sure. I don't know how long he's going to stay there. I, I was seeing some people floating out. You know, he's down there simply for you know, his first bonus payment to not have state income tax out of it. I, I, maybe that's it, but there's no You've reason why he should be Ethan, spending. Haven't much. you? <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's not much reason why there, there's no developmental reasons why he should remain in the complex league very long. Um, so keep an eye on him. See when he gets bumped up. It's gotta be soon. I, I would, I would put him in Greensboro. I don't know how aggressive they'll be with that. Um, but I think that's his landing spot, especially considering Bradenton has, you know, some some catchers already at, at that level. So mm-hmm. I think Greensboro's eventually the landing spot for him. But so far, so good in the two games he played against, you know, far inferior competition. Yep. 
I get all that. That's we, we can move on. So you're getting thing about it is is you're you're seeing what you want to see. Like the yeah. the talent is definitely inferior, but it would be probably more disappointing if he was over right now, opposed to like just hitting nothing but extra base hits. Exactly. So um, next up, Quinn Priester. So he's he's kind of a one pitching prospect, but one of those top guys who, knock on wood, we haven't had any kind of health issues with Priester. He's been he's been you know every every spot every time through the rotation he's been able to pitch. So that's been good to see. Uh, I, I do want to see, and just from seeing him live, I am a little surprised at how low his strikeout rate is still. Like I, I the stuff is so good. Um, I, I'm a little surprised to see that he's still not striking out at least one batter in inning right now. Uh, 3.09 ERA, you know, in, in 14 starts at high A. I think he just he finishes off the year in Greensboro. But I think the, the one thing I want to look at is is that K rate, um, strikeouts per nine inning. He's at 7.79 right now. Like I, I just I feel like that should be higher just just based off of his stuff. Uh, so maybe it's just a matter of learning how to use it and learning how to pitch to, to hitters. But that, 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 that K rate seems to be too low for, for what he's capable of, in my opinion. Yeah. And he's kind of been like a little bit of a mixed bag this year. He's definitely had some good, he's had some bad, which, I mean, that's not like a bad thing as well. I mean, that's part of the development is, you know, facing that adversity and such. Um, but but you are right. Like I guess based here's the thing too. Based on the hype that he brought into this season, I would say, I guess there's maybe disappointment in what you're seeing. But that's only because, and maybe that's just the issue. Like that's only because he came up with a hype of like, is this guy going to be like top five prospect of baseball type of stuff? You know, like, mm-hmm. like the hype he got was like all the stuff that Shane Boz was getting. You know, and Shane Boz just flew up the rankings. So now you're yeah. thinking, every, I think all Pirates fans, of course, being familiar with Shane Boz, are like salivating, like, oh my God, this guy could be like a top 10 prospect here some, sometime soon. So there's still, there's still some, like you said, there's still a little bit of stuff that's, I'm not going to say concerning, but you know, doesn't maybe warrant that type of stuff. And like you said, the, the strikeout, the K rate, the, the walk's a little, little bit high, you know, especially with that, that type of K rate. So um, yeah, hopefully he can put some stuff together, but. You saw it firsthand, right? Still, you, st- you still hear the stuff about his filthy stuff. So I'm still very encouraged by him. Yeah, and he's, he's young. This is his first full season in my in pro ball. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll kind of just see how it develops. Like the, the stuff is there, though. So it's just a matter right now of, of being able to harness it and use it correctly. Um, so, so, so Priester, that's, that's where we are there. Next on the list is Contreras no updates really he's, he's still hurt but he's he is throwing hopefully get him back before the end of the year uh next on the list Pagaro Pagaro was named the high a player of the week um two weeks ago so uh he had just a, a monster week for for Greensboro last week kind of cooled back off again so I think that's kind of what we've yeah. been seeing out of Pagaro all year is he kind of gets hot then he gets cold hot and then cold He's super young for his for his class. He's he's 20 years old, um, and, and he's holding his own. And the power numbers are there: 11 home runs in, in 63 games. That's that is what you want to see. Um, you know, the, the rest of the numbers are kind of just okay. But uh, again, for his age and kind of where he's at, I'm I'm okay with that. Like he he's at least holding his own at a pretty advanced level, um, which which is fine with me. Um, I, I, like I said, it'd be cool if he was just absolutely mashing the cover off the ball, but he's, he's not, he's not being a disappointment by any means. Yeah. I, I feel like with him and we'll talk about like Nick Gonzalez too. It's, it's very similar stuff. I mean, injuries kind of derailed parts of the season. They know it's coming back from the injury and such They they've both had their, their lows and they both had their, their, their highs, you know, so, and it was almost like to the extreme. Like, like when both of them are bad, they're bad. And when they're both good, like they're they're elite type of good. Um, but but right when you look overall and such, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what to take of him. You know, he he also came in with like some hype, which most of it was be, you know with 
out seeing him. You know, we're finally seeing him play and such. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like there's definitely youth to him, but there's definitely been some struggles this year. So still intrigued about what he's going to have, but um, yeah, that's I guess that's where I'm at. Yeah, I think the thing to, to be excited about most with with Pagero is the power for a middle infield. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That, that's I mean, legit stuff. Power hitting middle infielder who's 20 years old. I'll I'll, I'll take those numbers all day. <laughs> Does he have Dan Ugla type forearms though? <laughs> Oh, he does not. All right. <laughs> um, Tanak Thomas, next on the list. I think he's probably the first disappointment so far. Um, walk numbers are super high. This is also, you know, really his. I mean, he's he's been he's been pitching now for 17, 18, 19, 21. So he's you want to see the control numbers maybe to be a little bit better than where they're at. Uh, he's got a 464 earned run average and 42 innings so far this year. You can tell that they're like they're giving him plenty of time off. They're not they're not pushing him to to pitch a ton of innings. Um, but for somebody with his stuff, you definitely would like to see a little bit more from him. Um, especially because I, I I think he's He's one of the rule five guys this off season. So, you know, it is, you got to protect him probably. Cause I mean, at this point he's, he probably would get taken and get stashed away in some bad teams bullpen. If I had to guess. It would be just, just um, like Oviedo this year. And on yeah. that one point. Yep. Yeah. So, so like he's someone who probably needs to be protected. Um, but, but you definitely want to see a little bit better stuff out of him coming down the stretch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like, I mean, you're, you're right. The walks are definitely very concerning now to that. He seems to have put that a bit under control of late. So there are a big issue, but we look at his past four starts. Um, and, and mind you too, like he's not going the distance per se, but also Last four starts, four innings pitched, 4.1, five innings, four innings. He only has two walks combined. Um, he is hitting 100. I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff that intrigues you, like you talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if there's anything with him, at least maybe maybe he's starting to figure some stuff out. Um, like I said, like, his past four starts have been better. Um, and I do believe, too, like, he, he was injured as well, wasn't he? I forget what his was before he came back. Well, so I, I was checking with uh, John Drecker over at um, Pirates Prospects or, you know, Pittsburgh now baseball I guess they now. just, yeah, Network. Pittsburgh <laughs> Baseball Now, or is that what it is now? Yeah, so um, some exciting news there. But uh, they, he was saying it was just like time off. Like they, they're just being really, really okay. um, conservative with them and just not pushing them. They're, they're just really limiting his innings this year. Well, there you have it. And maybe it did some good then because mm-hmm. he the last start before that was seven walks in 2.2. And then since then, as mentioned, four starts, only two walks given up. Um, this is uh, to me, this is like, like that very high risk, high reward type guy, you know, like he's, yep. he could be all over the place, but like what he presents, I mean, if anything, he could be a very, very good bullpen arm. And that's why I think like what you're saying, like, I feel if he's not protected, he will get stashed and someone will put him in their bullpen because he throws hundred miles an hour and just hang on to him. Kind of like with a power with Oviedo at this point. But I think, you know, yeah. Thomas definitely has more intriguing stuff than Oviedo. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and Tom, Thomas is somebody who, yeah, if, if he were available, he's probably a top one or two pick in the role five draft. Right. So definitely, definitely needs protected. Um, Gonzalez. Let's talk about Nick Gonzalez. Last year's first round pick. Um, been tearing the cover off the ball of late. Can you, he also has can gotten you say his strike rate down a little bit. Which One is more time for Buckle Mike. Mashing as of late. Because <laughs> um, because it was a little concerning. Like you you want you pick you pick Gonzalez just because he's such a good pure hitter, right? Um, and. and I know that the injuries kind of have derailed his season where he's just never been able to get into a groove. So I, I I'm kind of looking at some of these numbers with a grain of salt, but uh, 
as of late, crushing the ball. Um, he's got his weighted runs created plus up to 124. His strikeout rate's down to 28.4. It was like above 30, you know, a week ago. Um, but he is now looking like the hitter you want him to be. So it's just a matter now of can he keep this up for a prolonged period of time? Um, I really, since, since like late July, he has, he has really turned it on. Um, I'd like to maybe see another week or two out of it. And, and I think I, ideally you want Gonzalez to end the year in Altoona, I think is, is what you want to see from a developmental standpoint. You want to see him get some double A at bats before the end of the year. And I think he's on track to do it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, so it's a bit disappointing with him as well, right? Like, this is what I wanted to see this year. I thought it'd be better. But again, like, there's been injuries. There's been inconsistencies. And like, you know, like with Piquero, I feel like they kind of mirror themselves in, in this type of year. You wanted to see better out of both, uh, especially Nick Gonzalez, though, being the number one, uh, not the number one, but the first round pick last year. Um, but, but right. Like he has, he's definitely turned it on. Did that home run go 500 feet then? Like, was that ever actually calculated? The, the one that left the no, stadium? I, and... Yeah. So I think the Greensboro Twitter account said it was like 408. Oh, okay. Well, Cause that's, he that's a huge it. difference. He, he pulled it like all the way out. So yeah. Okay. But regardless, he had two, one was for grand slam in that game. So two home yeah. runs. He has been, he has been definitely hot of late um so so again like we, we've always kind of felt like maybe this injury has been there right it's been there it's been creeping up on him part of the issues uh don't really know um but with that being said he's definitely done everything he can't he's he, he's definitely done everything he needs to do at this point of time to get that call up as you mentioned he's been completely hot um i'm liking everything i see so far not loving it but liking it and uh, i guess we'll go from there yeah. So I so said Nick Gonzalez hopefully can keep up this hot streak. I've seen him in Altoona here before the end of the year. Um, By the way, so just put out there, I just want to say one thing. Over the last uh, month, 100 at-bats, he's batting 300. So for the people that want to worry about the batting averages, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully health being good, right? The injury passed him. He's batting 300, four home runs, five doubles, one triple. Good stuff so far. Yeah, he's, he's, he's locked in right now. Um, next on the list, Travis Swaggerty. No updates there. Bubba Chandler hasn't started yet. Uh, G1 Bay, who is the current um, second baseman for Altoona. Um, I think he's kind of just putting up a normal, you know, kind of what you would expect, you know, G1 Bay to do. The power is actually starting to to come a little bit with him, which is right, which is a little exciting. Because I mean, before he had zero. I mean, in in 532 plate appearances going into this year, he had zero home runs, um, and he has now hit six on the year. So before you were like, okay, this is a guy who could potentially hit 300, um, maybe you know, play all over the field, super athletic, super fast, um, but no power. Now you're starting to see maybe there's a little bit of power in there. Um, He just turned 22 years old this past month. I'm not disappointed with what I see. Like I'm not, I'm also not like clamoring for, for how great of a year G1 Bay is having, but he's, he is, he's surprising me a little bit with the power. I'm with you. Okay. So I feel as if what everything you're saying, he was probably going to be like Ben Revere in the majors. Like if he makes the majors, right. His productivity would come of like being a better beer type. He's not like there's no power. He's never gone to the stadium. He's super fast, right? Going to utilize that. He's got a good hit tool. Probably better than maybe what Ben Revere had, obviously. But that is, I'm with you. So I'm not, when you look at the overall numbers this season, it's not as, as like super superb, but I'm just like salivating at him and wow, we got something. It's been okay. I feel like it's been better lately. Like he struggled right out the gate really, really hard. So I feel like it's caught up a bit, but that's the other thing. That's what gets me is the power, the six home runs. Like this isn't going to be a 20 home run guy. We don't need to be, but 
if he can do what he does and he also can add like 10 home runs a season, that's huge compared to like, I think what we expected him to be, which was zero home runs period. Like a slap hitter almost type, like just yeah. he's getting his singles. He's getting his singles. Um, but yeah, the home runs has been something a bit surprising. So I think that's what makes me have eyes on him some more now is just the no overall numbers aren't great. It's not as if that, but it's like, does, is this power maybe legit? Is, does he have like another other tool that's developing that we never expected? Yeah. I mean, five home runs in double a, and they've all come in the last month. So yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe something's kind of clicking for him. Maybe. I mean, that's not like something you, you can't just like, accidentally get power <laughs> right so so something to keep your eye out on um let's let's kind of wrap up here a little quickly with with some some more of the interesting names we're already out of the top 10 so uh maybe some of the new guys who have come over um so like next on the list we've got Diego Castillo, yes. who was the other guy in that Clay Holmes trade. Yes. Um, he's been assigned to double A. And in two weeks, he looks pretty good. <laughs> uh he, he he was having a good year for, for the Yankees double A double A team, but he's really just kind of picked up where he left off. He's he doesn't strike out, which is pretty cool to see. He's got some pop. He has three home runs in 13 games for the curve. 132 double weighted runs created plus. He has he had a 128 weighted runs created plus for the Yankees double A team. He's 23. So like he's not young for his level. He's not necessarily old for his level. But I mean a 23-year-old double A, he's doing what you would want to see an interesting 23-year-old do in double A. He also seems like he's pretty versatile. Second base shortstop. He's been playing third base a lot for Altoona. Um, yeah, I think there might be something. Again, just Here. another guy that came over because of Clay Holmes. We talked about Park. Yeah. And then there's also this guy. I, I have, I guess, uh, there's some concerns, right? Like, so, like he's 23 in double A. Like, will this translate? We'll find out. Like, he's done everything well. Like, the difference is he doesn't strike out a ton, but he also, it's not like Park walked a ton. This guy doesn't really walk a ton. Um, he walks normally, if if that makes anything. He doesn't strike out, but but right, yeah. like it's just it's just compelling. Like the Pirates traded Clay Holmes. They have a guy who's starting right now in the majors, doing well, and there's also this guy who's doing nothing but mashing in the minors. Very intriguing. Yeah, definitely. Um, another another name that came over, Ricky Devito. He has not appeared in a game yet for the Pirates. Um, Joaquin Tejada, the really young prospect they got from the Mariners. Um, he made an appearance with the Pirates Dominican Summer League team, pitched three scoreless innings, so did one game. So who knows there? But he is he's at least in the in the system getting some playing time already. Um Carter Bins, the other prospect acquired from Seattle, also um, with the curve and doing okay, striking out a lot. I think that's going to be his main issue is he's striking out over 30% of the time. So I'm not sure, you know, what's going to be there. I think this guy's ceiling is probably a backup catcher, but I mean, he's, he is now at least a, a somewhat interesting catching prospect that is in the high levels of the minors, which we did not have before. Yeah. Um, Hi, I'll put it that way. Cause there's, there's another catcher I want to talk about here. Not going to come over in the trades. Yeah. But okay. we'll get to him. We'll get to Good. him. He's, he's, he's next after <laughs> um, another, another, yeah, we'll get to him. Jack Sawinski, yes. another guy um, who came over from the Padres uh, he was just tearing the cover off the ball in double A for San Diego. And ever since coming to Altoona, also tearing the cover off the ball so, uh, in, in 12 games, he's hitting 317 with a 442 on base percentage. He's walking almost 19% of the time. Um, 
this is a guy who's interesting because like i think the like the just the raw power is there and the strikeout numbers are actually like okay Mm -hmm. the walk rate is super high i i think you could potentially see like a corner outfield just strictly pure power hitter here with Sawinski. so um Another guy to keep an eye on. Like he he kind of came out of nowhere this year, but the power is the power seems legit. The walking is 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 nice to see. Everything you want to see out of him. I just I find him more intriguing than Marcano. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I mean he 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 looks like he could be your prototypical corner outfielder who who maybe could hit like 30 home runs in a year. Right. Like, I, I don't know if you know, he could do anything else, but, but the power seems legit. Um, Next one, the guy you want to talk about. Yes. Catcher from the Phillies. Oh. The Pirates actually acquired him twice. <laughs> so, so they apparently liked him. Um, Abraham Gutierrez. Mm-hmm. He, uh, in six games with Bradenton, He's hitting 526, Donardo. He's hitting 526 with the 609 on base percentage. Sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he he he's just killing the ball. So and he, he moves over. I guess he didn't have to move very far. He was in Clearwater for the Phillies, and so now he's in Bradenton. Um, so just had to you know hop across the bridge. But yeah, uh, Abraham Gutierrez. The Pirates clearly liked him. He uh, is off to a very good start. Yeah. Uh, no, it's funny you say that. That I figured we would talk about him because we're talking about the guys that came back in the trade. But the guy I want to mm-hmm. talk about as far as catching goes, he wasn't involved in the trade. It's Andy Rodriguez. I mean, this right. this dude yeah. is having a fantastic season. Now, I get it. It's just it's a ball, right? But he's 21 years old. He's an A ball. He came over. You know, he was in that. Why did the Pirates trade? Uh, Oh God! Now I forget the name. Who? He was in the Musgrove trade. Yeah, kind of just the but the Mets. Who was the, the Mets? Kind of just snuck into that deal somehow. Yeah. That the Pirates got that trade to the Mets. Mm-hmm. Who was it? What's his name? Son of a B. I can't think of it. But anyways, the Pirates ended up like we felt like that'd be a good candidate for the Pirates to keep, like the Tyler Anderson that the flipped the deadline, but they traded him then and got mm-hmm. Andy Rodriguez, and Rodriguez done nothing but show like he's. I think he leads the league in hits now, right? What they said, and um, he's the he's the current active hits leader in in their league. Yeah. So with, with the promotion of Aurelius Martinez, yeah. good good stuff from him. Uh, and the last one I want to get and talk to as well. I think this is a good way to cap and end it. The guy who can hit, he can hit, Jim Matthew Frazier. Is this yeah, maybe he's the, a, he's a good, like the biggest surprise? Good, I, I don't see how you could say he's not. Um, and we're, I, yeah, that, that means like same with Ronzi. Like even with Ronzi, how good mm-hmm. he he was. Is this you know is he the bigger surprise than maybe Ronzi? What's what's kind of crazy with Frazier is he's come out of nowhere so much that like he's not even on prospect lists like like he's nowhere to be found um but like after this year he's clearly going to be on lists um and i think he's on a few mid-season updates but i i i mean i i said it before like when i i, I didn't know what to expect out of fraser i'd never seen him before so when i went to when i went to greensboro i was really surprised with just like how big and athletic this guy was um, and he just absolutely destroyed high a ball. Um, and now he's been bumped up to Altoona. He's been there for a week and he really just hasn't missed a, missed a beat, mm-hmm. um, extra base hits. Um, just, just, I mean, he's crushing the ball in Altoona. So it, it he, he's, he's been a, pr- probably the biggest, yeah, surprise, like you said, in the system, because, I don't think anybody really expected this out of him. Um, you know, I think most people were probably looking at him as just like, you know, minor league depth, you know, just to, to like take up roster spaces. Right. And all of a sudden this year he comes out and he is this like legit power prospect. 
he had zero home runs in 2019. He, he played, he had 171 plate appearances in, uh, in, in low a ball and, mm-hmm. and had zero home runs and he comes out and he hits 20 at Greensboro, um, this year. He's already got one in Altoona. I know he, 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 he almost hit for the cycle the other day for the curve. So he, he's, he's seeing the ball. Well, he's hitting it. I, I, another roll five guy, actually, no, he's not a roll five guy this year. So you don't have to put him on the roster, but yeah, definitely interested to see how he continues to develop um, because this year has been great. I mean, I think he's your minor league player of the year right now. Absolutely. Yeah. He has to be. And there's some good performances, but like what he's doing is is nuts. Now, granted, like the knock is like he was 23 years old in high A. Yeah. But again, you'd rather see him hit 20 home runs and bat 314 and have it on base of a 401 than not. Right. So okay, he he was clearly the big dog there. Now he's in double A. Of course, it's just five games. Like you said, like so far it's transitioning and he's doing well. So I'm very, very intrigued now. Like I think the thing is like he's opened up a lot of eyes and you're now watching this. Like there's another guy into this farm that you weren't, you know, following before him. That's just another guy now. Like Matt Frazier could be a dude. And I'm excited because the name might carry on. That's I mean, that's just what excites me. You know, just having a Frazier that can hit. Come on. But anyways, that uh Yeah, and I also love it. I, I think I, I think it's gotta be his like his brother who's on Twitter, who like just he he posts like all of the Matt Fraser highlights. <laughs> I think that I think it's his brother. I'm not positive, but um it, it's nice it's it's nice to see he's got he's got uh he's definitely got some fans. Nice. Yep. So I think that pretty much wraps everything up. Anything else that you wanted to uh mention? Um I think that'll do it. Um, hopefully the, the big league team, like I said, there's a few things to at least be interested in. Bryce Wilson seems interesting. Um, I just want to see him start, you know, every fifth day. Um, Hoy Park, we talked about. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, see him play as much as possible. And then watching Hayes and Reynolds, you know, the rest of the year. So there, there's at least some reason to still watch the major league team. Um, as pathetic they've as they've been the past week or so right i agree um it's gonna be as we see it's it's gonna be rough we've we've mentioned it it's gonna be a rough end of the season but there's stuff to see i hope i hope castillo like comes back too i have some hopes for him i don't think he's like he's probably better off in the minors but he's here i I just i want to start seeing some life out of him again Who? Castillo. Castillo. Contreras. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I was like, "Who's Castillo?" <laughs> um, look, we're gone. We're done. Let's bye. <laughs> All right, everyone. It's nice, nice talking. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you later. Bye, bye. <laughs>